the door and keep me in I won't mind it this time but if Hey students, welcome to episode 44 of the Film Student Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lazzaroni. Keeping with the recent theme, I have yet another one of our teachers joining me today, but this time from one of our production classes. My guest this week is Dale D. Money Chapman. Yeah, that's how he wanted to be referred to on the episode. Dale spends a good chunk of this episode talking about being controversial because, as he puts it... First of all, I think you're very brave to have me on. Why? Because I think there's a good chance... I don't know what the over-under of controversial statements I'll say during this. I think there's a good chance the podcast will be shot down. That the school will be shut down. We talk about his love of academia, how he was a stand-up comedian who opened for Bob Odenkirk, and I go to him into talking about some of his favorite HRFS projects. He keeps a library of all of them. On with the show. I am definitely the goodwill ambassador of the Harold Ramis. Absolutely. Film. Well, you know, I you you are you are represented in more films than any other teacher for uh, for my cohort at least. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and I did, I have in the Violet cohort, I had personally recruited three students. Huh. Yeah. People from Columbia. From the training center. Oh, okay. So, I'm the Pied Piper of the Harold Ramis <laughs> Film School. <laughs> you know what happens to them? Yeah, leading them to slaughter. Yes, <laughs> very much so. How did I get? Well, that's uh, that's going to be the whole episode right there. Eh, well, for, so first of all, first of all, I think I was like, I I don't know what the word is, like programmed to be here. I, I like you couldn't engineer somebody more to be here yeah. than me. Um, yeah, <sighs> this is. A bigger question than maybe. <laughs> well, first, the, the biggest mistake I ever think in my life that I ever made, and I've made lots of tons of big mistakes, okay. was I should have come to Second City right out of high school. Okay. Um, Where'd I you go to high school? Richards High in, in Oakland, you say that, Illinois. You said that as if I was going to know. <laughs> this is a fabled high it's school. It's Dwayne Wade's high school. <laughs> go Bulldogs. So, so John McNaughton and I are the two Southsiders on the faculty of okay, Ramis. and we both went to the University of Illinois, Okay, but he got kicked off because he punched a teacher in the face, and I graduated because I punched no teachers in the face. Congratulations on so, that. So I should have gone, I should have come to Second City right out of high school, I should have gone to like a local, I should have gone to DePaul or Loyola or UIC or something, mm. majored in something innocuous, but creative, like journalism or advertising or yeah, something but i really should have i should have immersed myself in second city when i was 18 years old mm -hmm. and i didn't because i'm dumb <laughs> um you so sought an education like an idiot <laughs> so then then it took 30 years for this place to like snatch me up and put me in here <laughs> so eventually it happened but it took like way way longer than it should have yeah because i i i was doing stand-up in mm -hmm. college and out of college and i and what I was doing stand-up wise was like sketches, but I perform all the parts myself. Okay, like almost like a one-man show type. Like a one-man show, like sac like Saturday Night Live, but me. Yeah, doing all the parts. But I should have just come with other actors and done sketches instead yeah. of doing so. That was not smart. <laughs> um, uh, so it took like forever for me to get here. But once I got here, I told somebody once that. Um, I think every second of my life prepared me to be here or trained me to be here. Yeah. And I mean literally every second. 
And she was like, well, what do you mean, me talking to you right now? How is that preparing? Well, this is a human interaction, and we're communicating, and this is a thing to do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't know if this is true or uh, probably. But I, I'm going to say I don't know if how many faculty members have seen Club Paradise, mm -hmm. but I think I'm the only faculty member that saw Club Paradise in a theater. Okay. And was excited about it. <laughs> you know, I assume Trevor saw it because he produced CCs. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as, as far as, you know, grunt teachers, like, like, I thought of Club Paradise the way folks now think about the Avengers. Like, okay. this movie's coming out. It's got Andrea Martin and yeah. Rick Moranis and Eugene Levy. Oh, Club Paradise. I can't wait. And I, I for sure, I think this, that I, for sure, I think I'm the only faculty member who's seen Armed and Dangerous. I bet okay. Erica Ramis hasn't even seen Armed and Dangerous. <laughs> it's a Eugene Levy, John Candy, buddy cop film uh, written by Harold Ramis. I feel like I've... I've seen it on TV at some point in time in the past. Well, I saw it in the theater, yeah. and I don't know how many people can claim that. So anyway, I was a... Go look at Box Office Mojo right now and find yeah, that answer out. And they'll just say Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Dale and Rob Murray, the dude I went with. Um, but like, when so what was the original? How did I get here? That's how, how I got on here? this rambling tirade. Yeah, no. Um, you, that you were you're talking about how you were you that you were everything led to this moment. You were cut from the right cloth to yeah, be here. Yeah, so when I was... When I was 12, 13, and 14, that's when Saturday Night Live first started. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if folks, modern folks, realize like, there was nothing like Saturday Night Live. When that came in, it was like kaboom. It was an explosion. Like, as a 13-year-old, mm -hmm. I'd never seen anything like it. And it just, like, it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. I'd always liked comedy. I'd, you know, yeah. But the comedy at that time was like the Dick Van Dyke Show or Mel Brooks. Or, so there was good stuff, but most of the stuff on TV was like the Flip Wilson Show mm. or Sonny and Cher. You know, it was just kind of this innocuous comedy. But Saturday Night Live was like edgy and hard yeah. and late at night. And so drug-fueled. <laughs> it, it was it just into my 13-year-old I mean, this is like the this it was a, an epiphany. Yeah. And I, in Chicago and maybe other places, uh, after Saturday Night Live was over, then they would air SCTV, like the yeah. early 30-minute Harold Ramis written. And then on Sunday nights in Chicago was Monty Python. Nice. So, like that, so that was like a Harold Ramis film school for a 13-year, like yeah. every week, every weekend, SNL, Monty Python, SCTV. I can't remember if it was when we lived in Minnesota or North Carolina, but they did kind of the same thing. SNL would air, and then it was Kids in the Hall. Uh, okay, so that probably would be Minnesota because like that, yeah. that makes sense. But that would, uh, right, but yeah, I, they they would put them back to back, and so same same deal. Yeah, you get that kind of education and how to do sketch, and how to just do everything. I mean, it just yeah. like completely rewired my brain, or it completely just absorbed into my brain. Yeah. Um, and then so then I went to well, okay, how many. How many stories do you want to hear about how stupid I am? <laughs> um, I want to so, hear all the stories. So, and and so the best part is this is going out like alumni get to listen to this because they're all going to want to hear this stuff. Yeah, too. <laughs> they know how stupid I am. So, but they don't know the full the full range. The, so I so when I went to U of I, like John McNaughton did, I I went as a biology major. Okay. I was going to be a veterinarian. Oh. And that's yeah, <laughs> and that's insane because I'm terrible at math and terrible at science. Yes. So I went there. And was a biology major. But you major. liked animals. Hmm? But you liked animals, I'm I, I liked an I love animals. Okay. Um, and that would have been very bad if I was a veterinarian because there'd be so many dead dogs and cats <laughs> in the world. It lasted one <laughs> semester, right? I was on academic probation. It was a disaster. You know, I had all, a ton of classes. It was all calculus and chemistry. And there was a class that um, 
my stupid uh, advisor told me, it's called animal science, and it's the easiest class in the world. It's like, this is a pig and this is a cow. But that's not what it was. It's, here's a cow, what do you feed it for maximum milk production? Like, I don't know, who, people know this? I don't, I don't care. Um, so I was, in, I was in bad shape right away, knew yeah. it, floundered, was horrible, it was a bad fit. It was one of, but it was also one of those good life lessons is the universe was saying, you idiot, you are on the wrong path, it slapped me off that path. I have a similar story. So I went to Virginia Tech and had a rough time from from the from the get-go because I my I tried to go in engineering, but I didn't get in as an engineer because uh -huh. I didn't have the like the pedigree coming in that you need because that's a big engineering school. Um, and so I had to take like the stair step in engineering mm -hmm. courses and that sort of thing. Uh, so one of the ones I decided to go ahead and take, I was an idiot and decided to take like 18 credit hours my freshman year I did, yeah. and with the 8, 8 a.m. class and everything. And so one of the classes I took was vector geometry at 8 a.m. with a teacher who sounded like Will Ferrell. <laughs> and I could not get over that because if you're half awake in a class and your eyes are closed and your teacher just sounds like Will Ferrell, you just immediately, your brain goes into like uh, Anchorman and, and <laughs> just I just would think quotes and things like that and chuckle to myself and lose all of what they were talking about on the board. So yeah, some that, that that's like a cosmic like slap in the face to let you know, hey, you may be in the wrong spot. Vector geometry. Yes, it that, is basically that, that literally kind of gives me trauma. It, it just tells the name you, of it. It tells you take everything that you know about math, like you know how the, the axis up uh, up so many uh, steps and right so many steps, and and now replace all that with. Uh, what is it? Amplitude and um, this is hurting. So yeah, this hurts. Vec this is vector what, this and amplitude. <laughs> I think it was. It was. It was so bad because it, it it made me feel so stupid about math, which was always like a good thing for me, uh, leading into that. But yeah. So and I wasn't good at math. So imagine what I would think about. I it was tor It was insane. So it was insane. And then here's how I'm stupid again. So I went to U of I for biology, but once I left biology, I should have left U of I. Yeah. Dumb dumb. But I didn't. I went into cinema studies at U of I, and they just had a terrible film program. Mm. It was run, one Romanian guy with a Bolex, and sometimes he'd go on vacation. You wouldn't have classes that year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was, you know, whatever. So I was at U of I. So then I had to go to Northwestern because um, I didn't get a, a proper film education at yeah. U of I. Um, but if I had just gone to Northwestern immediately, that would have, you know, skipped a step there. But I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but and then at Northwestern at, in the grad school, see one of the things about Ramus, one of the things that's why I'm so just enamored with the concept of Ramus mm -hmm. is because uh, to avenge my life, basically, because there was no place for comedy at Northwestern, and there's mm -hmm. no place for comedy in academia in general. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've been teaching over 20 years and they've been trying to get rid of me the yeah. entire 20 years, but I'm just so, you know, such a, you know, little bulldog, I wouldn't leave. If I had any <laughs> sense, I would have left years ago. Cause it, and when I got to Northwestern, you know, all the students are making experimental films and, yeah. you know, films about their grandfather who survived the Holocaust mm -hmm. and is like, I want to make a thing about sea monkeys that go crazy. And <laughs> you're insane. Um, so I was just this weird thing of me and the MFA program at Northwestern. And the, like teachers could sort of appreciate that I, 
I was dedicated to it. Yeah. And the students liked it. So they saw that there was a process like an artistic process, but they couldn't make heads or tails out of it and figure out any value to it. And they couldn't help me with it. Yeah. Like if something wasn't funny, they didn't know what to do with it. Right. Yeah, they um, they so, didn't know how to fix it. Right. Yeah. So, and it was funny because um, as a graduate student, you have this defense, you have this MFA defense, you put up all your work and then you have to defend it. Right. And my, and all, I heard all these horror stories about people's MFA defense. And mine was, I think, the easiest in the history of Northwestern because they'd run out of every horrible thing to say about me <laughs> up until that point. So when it got to that point, it was like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Dale, he's still here. Yeah, yeah fine, fine. It's almost the uh, eight mile approach to uh, to uh, to dealing with an MFA is, is that you just, everything's already been said terrible about you. So they've got nothing, no ammo left. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen eight mile. I don't, but I assume, yeah, that's, but that's I'm, I'm often of compared to Eminem. So I just, I ruined, I ruined eight mile for you. So that's, <laughs> well, now, now I'm intrigued to see it because who knew? Eight Mile is my life. Who knew? And so then to finally answer this question for you. Quote of the episode right there. Is um, how I actually got hired here is um, it was so I teach taught at Columbia for, you know, years and years and years and years. And it was this break that we're coming up to is the winter break. Mm -hmm. And eventually there's a ton of stuff you have to do. But eventually you run out of that stuff during the break. And it's like, oh, time to get back to work. So it was one of these, you know, like January freezing days, and I was listening to podcasts for some reason. Yeah. It's like, I got the day, let's listen to podcasts. I was listening to Bob Odenkirk because I came up the stand-up ranks with yeah. Bob Odenkirk. My first paid gig was opening for Bob Odenkirk at Dirty Nellie's in Palatine. That was a, it wasn't even a comedy <laughs> club, it was a folk music club, and they were doing comedies. And when I got hired, it was a show Friday, and two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and then as it approaches, like, eh, we're not doing Friday shows anymore. And then as we approach farther, oh, Saturday first show for sure. We'll see if people show up for the second show. So, <laughs> so the big bill of me and Bob Odenkirk did not draw not big in, in Palatine oh. in 1997. So anyway, I was listening to that because I just like to follow his career and I get a kick out of his career. Yeah. And like on the list of next episodes, like your show, mm -hmm. came Jack C. Newell. I'm like, What? What the hell? Why is anyone interviewing Jack C. Newell? Um, <laughs> because he was a student of mine at Columbia. Yeah. And after he was a student, we had taught together. And I don't know if he had stopped. I guess he had stopped teaching at Columbia at that point. Like, well, I guess I haven't seen Jack around. So, okay, what the hell is this thing with Jack? Yeah. Um, and uh, they were he had just been hired to be the head of the digital program. Not Ramus, but the digital right. program at Second City. I'm like, oh. Which is what spurned Ramus was out mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, yeah. So then I sent off a little email. Hey, Jack, you need teachers. I work cheap. What do you think? <laughs> da -da -da -da. And um, he brought me in to teach uh, this. There was a whole thing back then of like these video production classes. And there was like this advanced video production class. And you had to like apply to it. And it's almost like the Ramus application. Like yeah. it's very sophisticated to get into this video class and... Um, I did that, and when I came in to talk to him, he said, oh, well, keep this under your hat. It's not a for sure thing, but we might be making a film school. It might be called the Harold Ramis Film School, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I taught at uh, the training center for a year, and then, what do you know, the school got up and going. And when, um, you know, I didn't, when he pitched all this, I, uh, I'm just thinking, because I don't think I've said enough controversial things at this point. No, oh, yeah, you have to dig in. <laughs> hmm. I've disappointed your viewers. Something, something will come up. There may be controversy over you being an idiot. <laughs> uh, I don't think you there's sound, any controversy you over you that. You sound fine so far. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> and so I lost my train of thought right there. <laughs> uh, you, you were talking about. Uh, oh, I didn't know Jack if anyone and, would yeah. come here. Yeah. You know, I was literally like, maybe they're uh, yeah. students. I don't know. And then there were a bunch of students when we first started. So, yeah. what do you know? We've had a school and. Had all these people come through, and it actually happened. And there, there continue to be classes. Yeah, what we do you know? Violet coming up soon. Yep. And us departing after, <laughs> what, I got two weeks left? Yep, all Long. birds need to fly the nest. It's part of the <laughs> process. But, you know, in truth, I wish I, wish I was still a, a film student at Northwestern. I wish I never left. I mean, I think that's why I went into teaching. Mm-hmm. It's because I would just, because all you do, you watch movies, you make movies, you talk about movies, you're with smart people, yeah. you're in Evanston. It's, I could do that forever. I could yeah. be a student forever. But since I can't, I went into teaching. Well, and you see reiterations of the same film 500 times. and Well, there's that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that part of the bad part about it. Well, and you've, and you've got to see now, because uh, you're teaching both us and both Cyan and Magenta for this term for making the short film, so our final film production class uh, here. And so you've seen... All these from from the script phase yeah. and a few yeah. versions of that, all yeah. the way up through the actual film and, and production end of it. And what's uh, well, I'm at it, about the point of, I don't well want to see anymore. I'm I, I I love y'all, but I've seen enough. We've spent enough time with this. Let's see it at the arc light. I really don't need to see another frame. I love Diego as the ghoul, but I've seen it a lot. Let's just see it on the screen and move on and make another project. What uh, Are any of these uh, interesting, exciting to you, the ones that, that people are putting together? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to go into specifics? Um, <laughs> in, well, well, I'll tell you one. I'll, I'll do a specific. I, I really like Brideys. Yeah. I'm really... What happened, what's happened here... Sometimes, and the most um, I don't know, rewarding part of it is sometimes people have come in with like no film experience ever, yeah. And their first projects in session one are a little shaky and it's a little mm-hmm. off, and sometimes they're really afraid and da 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 da. And then by the end, they get to this place where oh, so like the stuff Bridie was talking about in uh, session one, like her, you know, this is a weird term. Hell's a poppin' style of just like throwing, it's just this wild kind of style, and it was mm-hmm. kind of uh, not fully formed in session one, and we were having issues with trying to glue it all together. And now you can see at the end of session three, oh, well, there it is. There's yeah. that Hell's a poppin' style, and it makes sense, and it's still crazy, and it's going here, and it's going there, but it's working. And um, so, Jesus yeah, that an underpinning for an actual story as opposed to. Just that kind of all over the place. Being it's it's a story. thing on screen that I watch and it makes sense, but it still has that it still has all that brightiness yeah. to it. Um, and you know, Jesse directed it, but it I mean that's part of the whole process too is getting the team together and right. actually getting that thing on screen. And so with those kinds of things, um, I'm pleased about. Mm-hmm. There are things I'm not so pleased about. <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, I don't know. See, when you say that, see, with Ramus students, when you say something like that, everyone listening thinks, oh, he's talking about me. That's, that's me. I'm just yeah. trying to get to the controversial stuff that oh, you were trying to I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I, maybe that's part of my. I don't know. Usually I say very controversial things, but no, didn't happen. So Hasn't far, happened. So far, it's been pretty, pretty yeah, easy. It sure has. Oops. So what? Uh, where do you think that this is? Where this program's headed? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't 
really think about the future ever. Mm-hmm. It's just in the moment. Like right now, all I'm thinking about is us. Yeah. This right here. Um, but if you make me think about the f- well, I've. I think that the place could be like the Yale drama drama school of comedy. Yeah. I, it would not surprise me if big time directors came out of here, like an Adam mm-hmm. McKay kind of level yeah. director. Um, and I w- wouldn't surprise me if folks are peppered onto um, TV writing staffs. And then beyond that, just people like Second City itself, just people do interesting things. So some people are Bill Murray, some people are this, and then other people are out and about doing interesting things. The Dick Blasucci's of the world. The Dick Blasucci's of the world. Go and behind, behind yep. the scenes and produce stuff from that end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so have, have you had anybody that's come through in past classes that uh, that you felt like is the rising star? Yeah. You know, the first class asked me this. You know, they're <laughs> like, and I'm going to, if you ask me something, I'm going to tell you it. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm asking you these questions. Uh, I, well, I know I, you'll, you'll, you'll play like you're, like you're going to hold back and then you'll answer <laughs> the damn question. Yeah, the, you figured out the secret, Tony. I've, I've, learned, you I've learned after three terms of, of having Dale for uh, classes, I've learned that Dale's bluntness is it's no uncontrolled. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm, yeah. Well, you see, once I start, then, you know, again, that's Ramus kind of, oh, he didn't. Why didn't he say me? What? I knew. I knew he didn't. I knew you're, he wasn't going to say me. You're giving us far more credit for how many people are actually listening to this podcast. Well, they'll listen to see if I say their name or not. At this there have point. been people that have been on this all podcast. Right, all right. Well, then to let's the then let's dig dirt. I, you you want to know something about Jack? So you know what's that? Know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean there are a lot of good students. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll just see if I start naming them. I know that I'm gonna. They're gonna be sad. The ones that are left. <laughs> you forgot me. Uh, so you you start with a blanket statement. I love all my students. Well, I don't do not love all the students. Yeah. And now once I said that is, you know, he's talking about me. I knew it. <laughs> I knew I was in the. Uh, <laughs> but I could start naming names if you want. Uh, but uh, it's up to you. You don't have to. Well, <laughs> lots of folks are good, you know. But and, and but and uh, you know sometimes it, j- it the the talent level here like just floors me. Like sometimes you know we were doing one of these end of the year whatever it's called, the, or the end of the session review yeah. things. And, you know, the purples came in, and I'm just looking at this stuff, and I'm like, wow, you know, Matt Gold can really act, and Mitchell Stone is, you know, really funny. Yeah. And Victoria can do opera, yeah. you know, and Bailey has this weird thing. that it's, it's just all that, not only just kind of the cinematic stuff, and I, I could do that with every cohort. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, you know, well, maybe not every cohort. Is he talking about Michael? You do well. You do claim that you that you remember every single film uh, and, yeah. and every every person that's that's come through Harold Ramis. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I'm the only one who could name everyone by cohort color accurately. Yeah, and I think I could do it quickest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but eventually, I won't be able to do that. When I first started teaching at Columbia, see, I got the same kind of cockiness at Columbia. Like at one point, I remembered every student and their project could name them, yeah. and then if, now I can't name them from semester to semester. Well, some of the names start ble- like bleeding into one another too. Of of some of the like people, we, there are now been two Brideys here, which is just beyond strange. Uh, but but, but also at this the point, films. there are still Bridey Orange and Bridey Cyan. I still yeah. yeah. But there will there will be a point where it's going to be like oh yeah, it, it's going to be two films that are b- the same title or something like that. Yeah, it'll no, it'll happen eventually. It'll, yeah, the brain is not yeah, it's not a well oiled machine, and it's not getting any better either. Yeah. 
I'd say it's doing all right. <laughs> you, <laughs> your your classes have always been the the most entertaining, just from a standpoint of again going back to the bluntness. I I, I thought you were going to say most intellectually stimulating, and then I'm going, oh boy, we have to close the place down if that's the case. <laughs> oh no. I, I will. I will not say that. Okay. Good. Good. Thank God. <laughs> they've had. The, they've had their moments. But no. No. I, I think just uh, from a standpoint of uh, not feeling like I'm just being pandered to or pampered uh, on on some of these things that it that it's not even just you. It's it's the the environment of the class. It's very much like well, I'm going to be blunt, and then I expect everybody else to do the same thing. Yeah, that's the basis of my whole teaching philosophy and my whole philosophy towards life. Is you just have to tell the truth all. If you yeah. tell the truth all the time, you w won't have problems. People will hate you sometimes, <laughs> but you won't have problems. So what those are the people that don't want to hear the truth, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and which is a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but if we screen something and it was atrocious, right? And I said, "Oh, look what we did! This is so. Look at this!" And then if you're out there think like, "What the hell's wrong with this guy?" Right. Then I can't. And also, it's not. It's not the process to get the best work. Like, this mm -hmm. process gets the best work. We have to look at it rigorously. We have to look at it, the warts and all, and fix the things that need to be fixed and accentuate the things that are working well. Um, and if we don't do that, if we go into denial and, and don't look at those things, we're going to create more mush. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to create mush. Yeah. <laughs> and also in the and in the real world it's sink or swim, you know? So I have a problem right now with uh, my screenwriting class at Columbia is they're they're just not delivering. And I don't know what they're thinking. You know, you you're supposed to have a 90 page script at the end of this thing. You have 20 pages and you're going to die. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't go out into the world and not deliver stuff. You have, I mean, that's the basics of the thing. So even if every class was a party and we thought everything was wonderful, once you get out there, yeah. you're going to be in for a rude awakening. And also, that's the way I was brought up. Um, like at Northwestern, we would have, it's similar to the end of session reviews, but like way, way tougher. Yeah. Um, every faculty member would be there. It would just be you. You'd put up your thing and then they would just tear it apart. It was, it was jackals at you. And I would physically come out of there feeling beaten up. And, but, you know, I learned how to take a punch. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a difference. You learned how to deliver a punch. Too. And that, too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my punch, I, I, this is the, the thing I, I don't know that students realized. If you came in, if every class that we had, if you came in and I just was screamed in your face the whole time, yeah. that was it. Tony, and that's all I did the whole time. It's still easier than you'll find out there. Yeah. I can never replicate. So my punches are like sparring punches. Yeah. Um, some people might not feel that way all the time, but <laughs> but they really are. Um, uh, where was I going? Oh, <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> Let's say something controversial. I think it was the, the, hey. blunt, the bluntness. The bluntness in your glasses and where where that comes oh, from. Oh well, yeah, well yeah. also also I came up through stand up, and that yeah. will teach you how to take a punch. Oh yeah. So. Um, so, you know, and, and it, it, it benefits you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's in your best interest as an artist. And, you know, after starting to do stand-up, like when you have a great show, it's like you're on top of the world, you, you know. It's, yeah. it's euphoric. And then you have a bad show and you're crushed. And then you keep doing it. And sometimes they're good shows. And, so, and you realize it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's part of the same process. It doesn't matter. So 
and there's things that are outside your control and, uh, yeah, and that's, yeah like that's that that really interests me about the uh for screening order for how you put the when we put these things up and play them at, Ar- at the arc light you know we've got two dramatic movies in our yeah. in our uh films well i might even put mine in dramatic maybe say three this is getting uh, dramatic yes it gets dramatic but it's it's funny at times i hope uh although you you say it's not uh, <laughs> because you made me say it's not <laughs> I figured I would just go ahead and get it out of the way. <laughs> I would put it in the film, so I don't. So if you say it later, then I'm like, oh, he's just no, quoting the no, movie. No. I'll say I'll say that in the audience too. After my line, isn't that funny? Well, we shall see. But it does uh, get dramatic. It does get. It does dramatic. get dramatic. But yeah. we've, we've got some dramatic ones. And how do you program those? You know, if you're if you're doing a slapstick comedy and it comes right after a dramatic one, it's you're giving yeah. a different response yep. than if you came after yep. you know yep. a feel good comedy yep. or something like that that was right before. Yep. So it, it all. It, the same goes for stand-up. If you've had three terrible open mic people go up before you, and you get up there, you have to win the audience yep. back because they've all they've yep. all spent yep. you know fifteen minutes losing them. Yeah. So like Dan just sh- Dan of Magenta just showed me his movie, which is funny. Yeah. You know his movie. I've heard the gist of it. Porn, t- porn town. That's all you yeah, need to know. Porn town. Um, yeah. And he's like, uh, think it's think the crowd's gonna react. I'm like, don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they should. I know that. I know they should. I know this is funny. I know uh, an audience that's receptive to comedy should like this. Right. But who knows who's going to walk in the arc light that day? It's so I've done a bunch of those forty-eight hour and seventy-two film fests mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I, my favorite thing is going and seeing it in the in the theater with people because once once you get some practice doing it, you get to the point where you're like, laugh, laugh, ah cry <laughs> like you can kind of you know it's almost like you're playing the the orchestra like you're, you're you know those points where they're going to uh where they're going to deliver what you're expecting and then you also pick up those other times that are like oh that got a that got a laugh that's that's interesting you know maybe i can somehow use that the next time around so you get to this point where you're kind of messing with the the audience and just playing them like an instrument yeah uh, and that's and sometimes they play you like an instrument this is true and the instrument is a drum that they beat <laughs> mercilessly to death <laughs> But people, people in this class are going to have that experience for the first time. Yeah, and and again, this is a thing because just stuff comes with age. It just mm-hmm. does. You know, I know what it's like to be the hero on screening day, and I know what it's like to be the bum on screening day. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's way better to be the hero, and everybody's you know loves you and says how great you are, and you know they don't pay attention to you and like avoid you when yeah. you're. Um, but it's again it's part of the same process. You can't be the hero if you're not sometimes the bum and it doesn't matter and if you're the bum this time around it doesn't mean you won't be the hero the next time around and this kind of thing it's just the lows also make the highs higher like the if, if you feel if you what if you feel what it's like to bomb then you're going to feel a lot better when you when you succeed yeah and I, I mean it's just it's it is what it is more. there's nothing you can do about it it is what it, and it, you could have a great movie and it you know i mean how many people are like as soon as it came it was boring <laughs> who did that? i don't want to watch that crap it's a masterpiece you idiot look that's brilliant that's genius Dopey movie. I don't want to. So, <laughs> is it is it Orson Welles's fault? Somebody so you know yeah I, yeah. Don't worry about the audience. You know here's I'm gonna here's wisdom. Here's Ooh. all the wisdom you need to get. You don't need to record me for eight hours. Here is all of it. <laughs> this is for sure. This is the best thing. Do and you can't get your pen, pad and pencil out. Write yeah, this down. Do here this. Comes, here comes Dale. Dale here it is. And you're gonna say, oh well, that was dumb. But. Uh, <laughs> If I haven't by now, (laughs) (laughs) do not care what people think about you. And you can't, you have to psychologically get yourself to that point, 
-hmm. But if you can get yourself to that, it frees you. You are yeah. now free. I mean, it absolutely makes no difference in the people are crazy. They think crazy stuff. So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you that's another thing that's, that shows in, in the class is that you will you'll give somebody blunt feedback and you'll say, you don't have to listen to me. Like you can like There's you, that you can you can I keep it the way if, if that's <laughs> if that's the way you want it and that's the way you need it to it's be. Your then movie, yeah. It's your call. Yeah. Like which I, I appreciate too. It's not a it's well, not this end all be all. It's 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 you know, I'll be blunt, I'll tell you what I think and, and you don't have to take it if you get ten other people that tell you otherwise and you want to keep it that way, then keep it that way, which I, I appreciate. Yeah. There's the cliff. You're gonna drive over it. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll be over Feels, here. Just I'll watching. be over here. Enjoy the cliff ride. <laughs> yeah, because one, I could be wrong. And two, yeah. you're and it's part of the process. You're the artist. You have to make these decisions. I'm yeah. not gonna be there every time saying do this, do this, don't do that. And I think it's important. I think it's important to get feedback from people, but it's but it's also important to ignore some yeah. feedback, especially if it's not repeated. You know, if you get one piece from one person and it's not somebody that's like somehow the end all be all, like the the it's it's perfectly fair to ignore it and it, and just kind of it is indeed. ride it out. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be better for it. You bet. But. Yeah. No, I mean that's the again the process. You take in all this stimulus and you as the artist figure out how to best apply this stimulus. Yeah. This wasn't controversial. I think what the hell? What can we say? Wait, you know, you know who's really stupid? <laughs> Those Bulgarians. That's a, that's a line from uh, uh, from Austin Powers. Uh, there's only two things I, I hate in this world. People that are uh, people that, that are intolerant of other cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, mm, I can't believe I didn't say I can't believe well Give it time. If we have any more time, I'll say something controversial eventually. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to go ahead and wrap up, but no. uh, but uh, and if people but are trying to find you and uh, maybe spot a controversial statement from you in the future, where where can they find uh, you on social media? Uh, yeah, I don't even want to say. Here's a cut. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? You know, I had to take some of my movies offline, Tony. Oh, um, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've seen a couple of yours. Yeah. Because you had, did you have a YouTube Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Channel? No, a lot of, there's a ton of stuff still up there. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I had a, a cable access show for 20 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which we, we looked into trying to do cable access for, for the news um, to go through CAN TV. Yeah. Uh, to, and yeah. You should be able to. You, we can, but it's, uh, it's. There's some commercial element to it. No, it's 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 uh, um, when the things are deliverable and like they want they want to have the first run be for for the for the public access versus but since we're doing it for Second City and it shows up on their YouTube we can't do that. What? Um, what? So, yeah, it's apparently what? a thing, and also the the format is a little off for what they would for, for runtime and that sort of thing because it's like a twelve minute they want stuff that's. Like solid. Oh fuck Can TV. There's there's our controversy. Let's go let's burn down Can TV. <laughs> I used to work at Can TV. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're idiots. In their in their uh, new office? No, I was never in, I've never been in the new the office. The new office is nice. Oh, there it you was, go. It was, I haven't been in the studio space, but. built on the sweat of me. <laughs> Great. I'm glad they're enjoying their new office. <laughs> what so uh, Twitter, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, Crudfish44. Yep, that's where you can find me. Yep, and, and, then, and oftentimes promoting this podcast, which I very much appreciate. You're welcome. <laughs> um, we'll see if I promote this one. <laughs> um, and then, and then, you just you know, the the videos are up there. They're you know my old cable access that were put up on YouTube when the you know quality wasn't so great. Yeah, but um, whatever, it's up there. You can find what the was, butt raping the, psychotic. 
Wait, what <laughs> what was that? Oh, I got your attention now, Tony. <laughs> oh, the raving Plugs psychotic is that butt rape. Get oh, it, there please, we go. Please got get it, it right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, what you could the, expect. What was the show called? We're geniuses in France. We're geniuses in France. Yep. Okay, so we can look that up on YouTube and, and yeah, or yeah, up. just Google Dale Chapman comedy and you'll get an avalanche of stuff like the butt raping psychotic. <laughs> Here's the bit, and I think it's a good. See, this is the kind of thing I like. I would just put this on because I like it. The bit there's like a long disclaimer before it, right? Yeah. Do not watch this. Get children away. Like a long, long, long. Like this is the most horrible thing you're ever going to see. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the theme song to the butt raping psychotic. <laughs> and recorded this, by Bridie to to go. Oh, that would the... be great if Bridie <laughs> would do it. Uh, but there was like this song, an instrumental I found, and then I sang along with it. The butt raping, like whatever it was. Yeah. And then, so there's just a theme song. There's not the show. And then it goes to the butt raping psychotics. Sponsor is Little Debbie Snack Cakes, the favorite <laughs> snack cake of the butt raping psychotic. <laughs> See, that's what I. That's what I find amusing. <laughs> it's juxtaposition. A Exa- good juxtaposition. Yes. There's, yeah. there's no, there, there's nothing that can beat that. Yeah. Who, and that show never got picked up by a network for some reason. Womp I don't know. Womp. Yeah. Hmm. And now I teach you to make <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should put that uh, mix that in with your movies. That, we, the class needs a disclaimer at the top. <laughs> just run that disclaimer at the very top of, of yeah. your of your first class with the, with the uh, Violet should have that the the, the first day of class. With I your, will indeed. Yeah, <laughs> Violet well, I, and for I, a rude awakening. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. You're welcome, Tony. <laughs> I appreciate you for being part of the whole school and process. And congratulations, thank you on the podcast on graduating. And everything you've done here. Once it happens. Yes. <laughs> Soon. There's still time to kick me out. Soon. There's two weeks left. Soon. <laughs> Maybe. Thanks, Dale. Behave. And that was Dale Chapman. And I don't think he was all that controversial, do you? That means we won't get shut down. Thanks to Dale and to the Harold Ramis Film School and the Second City staff for their help. The song on this week's episode was Better by Derek Evry. Find more of Derek's killer music at DerekEvry.com. That's D-E-R-E-K-E-V-R-Y. This show is recorded and edited by me, Tony Lazzaroni. If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. And be sure to check out some of my and my classmates' work at filmstudentpod.com where you can also find links to all of our past episodes. See you all next week. Class dismissed.